Welcome to the Dear Professor series, where college students who take courses online speak their minds. I am your host and e-learning strategist, Dr. Kelly Alston, who is honored to have a conversation with today's guest as she sheds light on her experiences as an online student. I've been teaching online since 2004 and made the tough decision to obtain my PhD through an online program. So I have been both the online instructor and the online student. As a result, I know that there are some wonderful things happening with online programs, as well as some not so wonderful things going on. The purpose of this series is to help professors and students experience a more fulfilling online learning environment by allowing students to reveal their needs and their pet peeves. My hope is that this information will support professors in making the necessary changes or adjustments in the design and delivery of their online courses, which should ultimately enhance student success and satisfaction with distance education. So, if you are interested in hearing what students have to say about their lived experiences online, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that every Wednesday at 8 p.m., the latest episode will come straight to you. Also, feel free to comment about anything said and ask questions. Today, I am thrilled, you just don't know how much, to have Ms. Tapresha Cummings here with me. Hi, Tapresha. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am excited that you are here. So I'm feeling, you know, just so much better now. (laughs) (laughs) Tapresha, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a 34-year-old African-American woman from a very small town in the eastern part of North Carolina. Um, I have two daughters and I'm a single parent. Um, I love spending time with my family, with my children. Since I live on the coast, I love going to the beach and I also enjoy reading. Oh, so you're a bookworm like me. I am. (laughs) All right. So Tapresha, let me ask you a question. If you were to describe yourself as a student, What would you say? Do do you enjoy school or is it just something you do because you have to, to reach your goal? I would say since I am an early childhood education major that I absolutely adore school because I went through elementary, middle and high and then decided to become a teacher. So I will forever be in the classroom. So it's one of my favorite things to do. I've wanted to be a teacher since I was in kindergarten. Um, I had an amazing kindergarten teacher that inspired me. Lots of great teachers and professors throughout um, my tenure as a student and becoming a college student also. So it's lifelong learning. 
So did you make your dolls play school or your cousins or friends play school when you were little? Or you just we kept playing school yourself? all the time. <laughs> Me and my cousins next door. Um, I was always the teacher and they were the students. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So it wasn't yes. just me forcing people to play school. And it would be like, uh, we've been in school all day. Why do we have to do this? And I'm like, because it's fun. What else are we going to do? <laughs> You're going to play school. That is what you're going to do. So, Tafrisha, what's your general experience with taking online courses? Um, I graduated high school in 2007, and -hmm. then I decided to go off to college on campus. And I stayed there for about a year. Um, Some things happened within my family, and I moved back home, and I decided that I was going to continue to go to school. And attempted to do online classes, Um, went to a few universities online. Some of them were not a great fit. Um, And I would start classes and then stop. And at one point, I was like, online classes are just not for me. I couldn't find my groove. I couldn't focus. But I hadn't found that professor that really pushed me and I felt like because it was online um, and it wasn't face-to-face that they didn't really care as much. So I would start and then I would stop and then, okay, I have to finish this degree. Let me do this a little bit longer. Um, And there was a point where I took like a year off because I just, online classes just weren't working with me for me because I couldn't find that professor that I felt truly cared, although we did not have that face-to-face interaction. Mm. So let's say if you were to rate your experience with those courses, with courses in, I guess, in general, I would say online courses, and you want to do a scale of one to 10, right, for the rating. So 10 would be outstanding. Your experience has been outstanding overall. And one would be you've had a horrific experience overall. What would your rating be? And tell me why. Upon graduating, my rating would be a 10. Oh. I may sound a little biased, um, (laughs) but I had an amazing professor. Okay. That was named Miss Kelly Austin. And through finishing my degree, she obtained her doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing to know that while teaching online courses and all that was done within her online courses, she was also a student herself. Um, so in the beginning, not so great. If I had to rate it now, I would say a 10 because of my final professor that I had at the very end. Um, because it wasn't just an online class to me. Although I never met Dr. Austin in person, she made me feel like I mattered. It wasn't just a paycheck to her. She checked in um, and was just very influential throughout the whole process. I was more than just a a student. I felt like I mattered. the topics within the class were, of course, related to the syllabus and what needed to be taught, but she made it 
personable and things that I could use within my everyday life also. And not just, oh, this is the course that is um, for this major and this is what you have to do. You get your grade and that's it. Um, I was able to use what was taught in that virtual classroom in my everyday life with my peers, with my friends, with my colleagues, and with my own personal children. Oh my goodness, to appreciate you. So we have to end the interview now because I'm just going to be crying. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And we're going to just uh, try this again next week. <laughs> Oh my goodness, what in the world? Okay, I just want to say thank you for saying that. I just I don't You're know. You're welcome. I you know I, how you know yeah. how I feel. Yeah. You. you know <laughs> the person you have been in my life, like I said, we have never met face to face. Right. We have to fingers crossed one day that will change. Right. But, um it made a difference to just have a professor that lets you know that you matter as a person. You know, you could have, you know, some of the courses were maxed out and mm. above what the limit was supposed to be. But knowing that I mattered as an individual and not just, you know, as a student, like, oh, you're just on my roster. And this is the class that you need to take because these are the classes for your major. No, I mattered. So mm. that that will stick stick with me um, forever and ever. And you know, Tapresha, that's like you know, people talk about education and it's getting a bad rap right now. People are leaving, you know, the field. But that's the thing that makes like truly called teachers. You know, that's what makes it rewarding, not how much money you make, because you already know when you go into it, you're not going to get rich, you know, from it. Yes. But it's because you impact people's lives, you know, years later, even the ones that don't ever tell you, you know, you just know that that's what makes it so powerful. So thank you for sharing that with me. And you're welcome. Any students that are listening, if you have that kind of passion or that feeling for your instructors, make sure you tell them because we need to hear it, right? Teachers of all levels actually need to hear that. So Tapresha, let's talk about your needs as an online student and kind of share how maybe I address some of those. But <laughs> uh, when I talk about a need, I'm saying something you require because it's essential or very important. So when you're taking an online course, what do you require or desire to be successful in the virtual classroom? In the virtual classroom, um, my requirement is that open communication. I know that there are sometimes set office hours, of course, setting your boundaries, but being an open communicator as a student and then also from the professor side because you're not meeting face to face. This is not someone that, you know, you go sit in a classroom Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. Right. Um, having that open communication, whether it is through email, I can pick up the phone and call you. Um, but just being able to communicate with your professor and not just having your syllabus and knowing these are the dates that things are due. And that's that. But if I have a question that 
maybe within that virtual classroom was not answered to know that I can come to you on the side and get an answer for whatever my need may be. If there's something in addition that I may not understand. Yes. So do you need anything else outside of open communication to be successful? Other than communication, um, I think to me, that's just the most important, knowing that I can come to you if I have a concern or if I need additional clarification on something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that may be it. Okay, that's absolutely fine. So then when your needs are not being met, okay, and you're not that, let's say you come across an instructor that doesn't communicate. Um, do you, do you continue to try to build that relationship with them? Do you suffer in silence? How do you handle that? Me as a person, um, I'm going to give it some time. Um, like I said, because I know there are boundaries. Um, your professor may have set office hours and you're looking for, you know, as an online student, most people who take online classes possibly work full time. Right. You know, so you may not get that immediate answer. If I email at one o'clock in the morning, because that's when I'm working on an assignment, I may email you right then while it's fresh on my mind, but I shouldn't expect an answer right away if that's outside of, you know, your office hours. But if you, you know, the professor says, I'll respond to emails within 24 to 48 hours and four or five days go by you know, reply back to the email and say, you know, hey, I sent you an email a few days ago, you know, just touching base again to see if you can provide some additional clarification. Um, My personal rule is at least try three times. Okay. um, Before, you know, overstepping um, because you, everyone has a personal life. People go through things and they're not always transparent about what they're going through. Some people shut down um, and you just don't hear from them. So at least giving that professor time to reach back out to you. So I say at least three times. And then after that, um, it may require a phone call or stepping above that person, but not just, oh, you didn't respond to me. Let me just go ahead and go to the dean or, you know, go to the person above you, you know, because you don't know what a person is going through. That's true. So let's say your needs are not being met. What inspires you to like keep going in a course where you're feeling that kind of, you know, that divide between you and the instructor in that way? I always look at my end goal, um, kind of reflecting back. Um, I've been on this journey for, well, I was on this journey. I'm still continuing because I'm going to continue on past my bachelor's, but starting this journey in fall of 2007, it's now 2023. I just graduated in May of 2023. So if you do the math, that's a very long time to have a collegiate career. Um, But I knew my end goal. I knew that telling my age without telling my age, but way back in 1995, when I started kindergarten, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. 
Mm-hmm. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yes. So again, tell the people again to preach. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yes. It does not matter how long it takes you to reach that goal. As long as you reach the goal that you have set for yourself. Yes. So I knew what my end goal was. And although I attended several universities where I felt like my needs weren't being met and I felt like the professor didn't care and that I was just a number. I had Mm -hmm. to keep searching high and low till I found my person, which if you don't know by now, that's Dr. Austin. That was my person. Um, So finding my person, (laughs) finding my person um, and make it made me know that all that I had been through when it came to professors that may have just looked at me as a number, may have just looked at me as a portion of their paycheck. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And so although I had professors that I may not have really mattered to, Mm -hmm. I kept pressing forward because I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And as I stated, being a single parent, I have my children who are looking at me and I want them to know mommy can do all the hard things. It may take me a little while, but I can get it done if I stay focused. Yes, I'm sure you have inspired your daughters to see you. And then now that you're in the classroom and actually a teacher, this is not in plan to ask you this, but how do they feel about you being a teacher now? They absolutely love it. Um, Before teacher work day started, they helped me in my classroom. Oh, that is Maybe a little bit more so in the way than helping, but they were excited. And I didn't mind that they were there because they said, mommy, you finally did it. And that meant the world to me, you know, for them to say, mommy, you finally did it. My original goal was when I first started college to Mm -mm -mm. be done when my oldest daughter went to kindergarten and that didn't happen. Um, So she's been with me through majority of this journey. So my oldest for her to be like, mommy, you, you did it. Like, and every day is, how was your day, mom? Um, how are the kids? Like, she's just so excited, so proud of me. She tells me all the time. Oh my goodness. You just want the whole place to cry. That's what you <laughs> just, and it just it, it tugs at my heartstrings and it, you know, I sit and I think, Tapresha, all that you have been through, mm-hmm. how long this journey has taken you, you did it. I look at my degree on the wall and I'm like, if I don't have anything else in life and people can take all the material things away from me, they can't take my degree away. I work hard for it. Yes. And you know, the degree is so much more than just a piece of paper, you know, Um, it it, it says even people that don't even, they're not even um, practicing whatever they went to school to do. You know, let's say if you decided one day you didn't want to be a teacher, you want to do something else. It's the, the discipline that you learn. It's the integrity that the, you know, the skills you develop and just being proud of yourself when you know that you really worked hard and accomplish the goal. That's what I get out of the degree. Yes. It's not just getting a piece. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I have this yes. degree. But it's just the the personal development that takes place, the spiritual development that takes place. When the you want- sisterhood that yeah. um, throughout the virtual classroom, you know, 
I met a lot of ladies that I never still to this day have not seen face to face, but we communicate through text message. We check in with each other. A few of us graduated together and, you know, it's, you know, we text each other like, Hey, how's it going in the classroom? How are you? You know, we still talk and some of those ladies have not graduated yet and we still check in, you know. How's the journey going for you? You still holding on? You have one more semester. You're graduating in December. Like we still communicate. That is and these so are people sweet. that I have never seen face to face. Well, how did you all build such a connection like that? We built a connection through a collaborative learning <laughs> environment. Um, <laughs> lots of group work. Um <laughs> Right. Working with some ladies that I've never seen, you know, we would share, you know, our likes, our dislikes. Um, Majority of us met in Dr. Austin's classes because it was not just discussion board posts. Exactly. Where you just get online, you look at a syllabus, a discussion is due by 1159 on Friday night each week. We had projects that we had to do. We had to do research. We had to go out to our libraries. We had to attend school board meetings and and meet people in the community. Um, Through Dr. Austin's classes, I met people in my community that I have never seen before, made those connections. Um, And it was just an amazing experience. probably jumping a little bit ahead. The group work the group work at sometimes was not so fun depending on who was in the group, but we were able to find out the strengths and the weaknesses of each other and who had skills to do certain things. Um we had some that PowerPoints were their things and we had some that could do all the research but didn't know how to, you know, make it appealing in a PowerPoint. So we were able to pull each other's strengths and weaknesses and skills to just become awesome groups um, to collaborate and get our information, you know, presented to our classmates. And so when you were in those groups, um, since that seems to be a running theme in all of my interviews, <laughs> when um, <laughs> When you were in those groups, did you develop, do you feel like you developed any like leadership skills or any specific skills that you didn't have or maybe, or did you already know that you had those skills? So I will say in this going through this interview, it probably doesn't seem like it. And this is probably cliche. I'm not a big people person, even though I am an educator. Um, I have to become very comfortable with people to just like, talk, talk, talk. Um, And so that pulled me out of my comfort to be put into those groups and actually have to speak up Mm -hmm. Um, with it being online classes and not having to have your camera on. um, I felt like I could hide in the shadow, but that wasn't the case. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was very, it was very interesting, you know, to at any given moment, you could be called on, you know, because you did not have your camera on, but to make sure that you were still focused. And through those online classes, I learned a lot about myself that I can speak up 
And I do have a lot of knowledge that, you know, sometimes I would think like, oh, Tricia, that's probably not accurate. That's probably not the correct information. But to know that I would have classmates that were thinking the same things as me or something very similar, but unsure of how to word it. And then when it would be said by me, they would agree and they would expound upon it. And we would be thinking some of the same things. Oh, so it was good to hear something good about group work. (laughs) It was like, I I will say, um, looking at the syllabus, you know, and I'm like, okay, I have to do this. This is solo work. Oh, that's great. This is solo work. That's great. And then seeing like, oh, well, you're going to be put into a group and not a group that you picked on your own, right? Um, a group that is picked by the professor. And you're like, I don't know these people. And with it being an online learning environment, you can't necessarily meet up with these people. Even right. though it's an online class, we were, um, some of us, three and four hours away from each other. Wow. Um, so that was out of my norm um, to have to do group work and not necessarily be able to meet with your group face to face. But it built my character and it let me know that I, I can do group work without having to meet with a person because I would think, you know, Oh, it's a group. We have to be in the same space. We have to meet face to face, but we were able to do a lot of hard things behind yeah. the computer. And you know what, Tapresha, I got found that recently, um, even more so that because of the pandemic, so many companies went remote and like you could go on Indeed.com and see a lot of teaching jobs that are remote where companies are hiring teachers, you know, um, to teach English as a second language, to teach all kinds of subjects like ELA, everything online. And so I think that even though it can be challenging, you know, learning how to work with people you, that are not in the same location as you are is a great skill to have no matter you know what feel that you might be in yes so doing doing group work had its highs and it had its lows um yeah. <laughs> there, there were a lot of of good moments um mm-hmm. the moments that weren't so good you know if you were placed in a group with a person that didn't want their degree or want the best grade, didn't mm-hmm. want to work as hard as you wanted to work. You know, they right. didn't see that, that end goal that you saw, you know, you have people whose mindset is, okay, a C is passing. If I make yeah. a C, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't, I don't care that it's an A. I don't care that it's a B as long as I pass. Um, and that was not my mindset. You know, my mindset was, I won't always make a hundred, but I want to make a great grade because my GPA does matter, you know? And so having classmates that weren't as eager as you were, um, those were the low moments. But once again, you communicate with your professor, you let your professor know this is, this is not working for me. Um, if you have a professor that truly cares, right they will reach out to other classmates that are possibly in that group to see if they're thinking the same thing and they didn't speak up. And 
reinvent that wheel and switch those groups up to see, <laughs> you know, yes. let's see if there's, a, is, if there's a better fit. And I, I can speak personally that I spoke up to say, this group is not working for me. This person is not as eager as I am. Um, we kind of met outside of, you know, scheduled class hours to right. talk about our work. And this person has no idea what we're talking about. And the other three of us do, this is not working. And having that communication with you, as you know, right. um, you were able to fix groups and we excelled because we, yeah. we were put into a group where we all had the same end goal and it was done appropriately. Yeah, and the same work ethic because I didn't know till recently that there was a thing, a saying, C's get degrees. Yes. <laughs> you know that? So there are people that have that mindset. And when you're a person that, well, if you're type AA plus, A plus plus like me, you know, you really, your grades really matter to you. Your performance matters to you. You cannot deal with people who have that mentality, C's get degrees. <laughs> so yes. that's why I was always like, speak to me. Let me know if somebody's not doing their part. You know, they're freeloading. We're going to make some changes. Yes. Now, Tapresha, you kind of shared some of your pet peeves already, <laughs> but you may have some reserved. Um, this is the section where we want to know what your pet peeves are. And those are just minor annoyances that an individual finds particularly irritating. It's something that bothers you more than it might bother somebody else. And that's okay. So what are Tapresha's pet peeves? <laughs> My biggest pet peeve when it comes to an online course, nothing annoys me more. <laughs> I'm, taking notes. I'm taking notes. Then a professor who opens, I'll use the word modules. I know some people call them different things. Mm -hmm. Open modules. At the last minute, I know that it may be overwhelming to see all the things in the beginning, but I appreciate that. You know, a right. course opens up, let's say classes start August 28th and they don't open everything until August 27th. Oh, I in see. In the afternoon or mm -hmm. because classes start on August 28th, I'm not going to open it until August 28th. Um, my mind does not work that way. Okay. I would rather see the syllabus and see everything that's possibly due because as you know, I'm very organized and I'm very detailed right. and I have a planner where I write everything out. Um, although we're in a digital world, I'm still paper pencil. So I write everything out and I like to know what is due. And I like to be able to see what may be, it's all important, but what may take me a little bit more time Right. might, you know, need a little bit more time to plan. I may need to go out and, you know, get materials. Um, I've had courses in the past where I have had to actually create things and do recordings. I need to know that ahead of time, not a week or two before it's due. Um, because the way that my mind works, like I, you know, I create my grocery list. I, I go and buy everything and some things I order online because I can find them cheaper and it takes time for it to be shipped. I like to know 
what is expected of me. Um, so knowing ahead of time versus just, you know, here goes your syllabus and I'm going to open everything week by week. Um, so that's probably my biggest pet peeve is a online course where they open your things at the very last minute. Hmm. That's good. I hadn't heard that one yet. So, so is- I can't say that for you because right, yeah, yeah, I see you, in the beginning, you see everything. You're like, oh my god, everything. <laughs> and that was okay for me. Like I remember my very first course with you. I was like, oh my goodness, this is everything. Ring the alarm. And just for the record, my very first course with you, I took three courses with you all at one time. Um, So to see that, I was like, oh my goodness, what have I signed up for? And it made me reflect back to professors in the past where there was not that open communication. So I had a battle with myself, like, am I going to be able to do this? Because I could see early on what was expected of me because your syllabus was very detailed, which I love. Um, so I was able to see what was expected of me, but at that moment I didn't know, okay, you know, there's this big fancy syllabus that has everything detailed, you know, multiple times in a chart telling you what's due based off whether it was a quiz, whether it was a project, whether it was just an assignment in charts, but then also week by week. Right. But I was like, I haven't had communication with this professor to know she made this beautiful syllabus, but is she going to have open communication with me? Mm, Good question. You know, and there was lots of open communication, you know, like if I didn't understand something or I needed additional clarification or additional time, um, I was able to have that communication with you to say, you know, Hey, Dr. Austin, um, I'm unsure about this. And you were able to answer me in a timely manner. Wow. Y'all, I promise you, I did not know that Tapresha was going to share all this. This is just so remarkable. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm flabbergasted. So now, Tapresha, you're in the elementary education world right now. Welcome, yes, welcome. Ma'am. Where professional development is required to renew your license. Do you think that professional development regarding online pedagogy should be a requirement for college instructors who teach online? What do you how do you feel about that? I feel that as an educator, you're in the profession of teaching students. They're learning whether it's an elementary school teacher, a secondary school teacher, or a college professor, you need to go to professional development that actually helps you grow. Mm -hmm. Things that you can use within your classroom or with your students, with your colleagues. Um, I've seen in the past where this just sounds interesting, so I'm going to sign up for this professional development. But you have nothing to bring back. Very true. You have nothing to share with your colleagues. You have nothing to bring into your classroom to enhance your students' learning. 
So what's the point in that professional development? Mm. Yeah, because I, I didn't know until I got into higher education that the focus was not, you know, on the teaching as much. Um, and it's not just that, you know, the school where I worked, um, but that, you know, because in K-12, we have to renew yes. license. And we, we have, have to, to get those CEUs yeah, in order right. to keep license. license. So yes. I would be in faculty meetings and I would be like, are we ever going to talk about the actual, you know, the adult learners that we have and how do we effectively teach them? So it's pretty much like, you know, you have to learn that on your own or you might take a couple of professional development classes that are offered, but they still might not be customized to what you really need. Like you said, and you're, you're sitting there in the webinar like, OK, what was that? <laughs> you know, it sounded yes. good, but it didn't. And so I was just wondering if you felt how you felt about that, because we work really hard in elementary ed, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we work. Very hard. Um, lots of professional that. developments. They yes. change the curriculum. You have to go to a professional development. Yes, I remember. Uh, middle one of my um, when I was in grad school, one of my uh, peers he switched from fourth grade to middle school, and he was like, "Kelly, you are working too hard in elementary school." <laughs> yes, I, I teach the same subject over and over again for four periods, and I have two planning periods. I was like. What? Yes, so, and and we're lucky at the elementary level to get a bathroom break. Exactly, but I was—that's not my calling at middle school life. So I was like, well, I'll just stay here and be working hard. That's what I'm going to do for now. <laughs> but Tapresha, you have made it to our to the end to our dear professor segment, where you get the opportunity to share your heart with a fellow professor that you have in mind. And I want you to imagine that there's an online bulletin board with sticky notes or messages from students to professors. As our featured scribe, share with us the note you would leave for one of your online college professors. The note that I would leave for an online college professor is to make sure that each one of your students knows that they matter, knows that they can reach out to you, and to know that they are not just a number. I would encourage them to know, just like we say in the elementary field, you're in it for the outcome and not the income. Mm. Just because they are an adult does not mean that their education does not matter. Um, it takes a strong person to go beyond the requirement of graduating high school. So for someone to want to further their education, um, you need to just make sure that that person matters. And that you are concerned about them and their well-being and that you are there for them. Wow. Well, that was heartfelt. I could feel that through the screen. <laughs> well, thank you. To, thank you, Tapresha, um, for sharing your precious time with me this evening. Um, this interview has been so enlightening and personally encouraging for me. I just 
They had no idea. <laughs> and I'm hopeful that professors all over the land are appreciative of your transparency and will utilize what you have shared. I also hope that college students who are listening feel seen and heard as they probably found some commonalities in your experiences. I want to wish you well as you complete your first year as a kindergarten teacher. I know that every single one of our students is blessed to have you. You seem like the kind of teacher whose students do not want to leave the classroom and can't wait to come back. Like they are, they're sick and they're like, no, mommy. Yes. <laughs> they, probably, they probably tell their parents, but Miss Cummins said... What were you going to say? <laughs> it's only been 21 days, but I will say that I enjoy each and every one of my students. And I have had those moments where they don't want to leave. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. Remember to comment, like, and share, share, share if you care. I look forward to spending time with you next week on the Dear Professor series where college students who take courses online speak their minds. Bye-bye.